you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Terry Wang, on what her role is in the pharmacy technology and informatics world. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast. Uh, how are you doing today? Hey, Tony. Thanks for having me. It's really great to be here. I'm doing well, just kind of getting through the holidays and um, enjoying some time off. So. Yeah, I mean, it's the holiday season, so we do all need that little break and time off before, uh, you know, just to get recharged and everything, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so can you kind of just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself before we kind of delve into uh, what your current role is today? Yeah, absolutely. So I can kind of get a, get started with um, probably my background, a little bit of my journey here. So what I currently do is I am a consultant with a large national accounting firm or under their management consulting arm. So in my background, I actually started way back in the day in a large retail pharmacy, just working as a from a technician to intern to pharmacist, started my career there. Um, and really from there, I transitioned into IT on the hospital side. So that in itself was a very big transition for me, um, not only having to learn hospital pharmacy operations, which as we both know is extremely different than retail, the retail setting, but transitioning from that into pharmacy IT, which I also had very limited experience with. So that was pretty much a leapfrog step <laughs> in my um, career path. So that was my, that, that's my history in a nutshell. Okay, that's really cool. Like you have like, uh, what, three different experiences then? You have the community side, then you had the uh, pharmacy IT side, which kind of like meshes with the pharmacy workflow, right? For the inpatient side. Exactly. Yeah. And then now you're doing consulting. So uh, so for your your role over in the community side, like how did that kind of help you? I know that you said the workflows are different because it's a different setting, mm-hmm. but how did that kind of like help you with getting into the pharmacy IT side? Were there kind of some transferable skills? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, I mean, I, I think every job has a lot of value that it can provide. So it's really up to the individual to really make sure those experiences are so the potential is tapped. So when I was in retail, I mean, I had, I would not trade that experience for anything. So there, I definitely learned a lot of conflict resolution. Because <laughs> uh, as we know, our patients are not always the most patient, <laughs> uh, pun intended. Um, so I, I think that was definitely a big takeaway for me, as well as learning to work on, with a team, making sure that you can rely on your team. Um, especially, you know, during the busy hours and it gets crazy in the pharmacy sometimes. So all of those skills and competencies I've taken away from the retail side. And so to date, I mean, I still definitely, the, the setting that I work in has definitely conflict sometimes where you have to learn how to have those crucial conversations. So I definitely rely on those skills just that, that I picked up in retail. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, in the in the uh, pharmacy IT space, at least, uh, you know, where I'm at, like there are, uh, you know, a, a number of conflicts that need to be resolved. And it's, it's kind of like a compromise, right? So when you're working with like people who have different perspectives, it's kind of like compromising what we can do in the system versus what was requested, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, con- I mean, there's people always want People want what they want yesterday, you know, so it's just about 
really identifying what their main concern is. And I think a lot of the times just acknowledging and validating their concerns um, that can go a long way in just helping the other individual feel better. And then once they get to a more stable mindset, then you can have some real conversation. Yeah, definitely. Just to go back to your community experience, there's actually a good number of pharmacists out there who have spoken to me and uh, asked me about this question where uh, they are in the community or retail setting now and they are interested into, you know, getting into the pharmacy informatics or IT space. I was wondering for you, like when you were working in that retail setting and then you switched over to pharmacy IT, how did that kind of happen? Like, what was your journey like? That's a that's a really great question. So when I was in a retail pharmacy, I think I spent a number of years there. So I think a number of years, I think it was around seven years I was in retail pharmacy. So graduating pharmacy school, my assumption at the time was always that this is probably where I will retire. This is where I started. This is probably my, this is my life. This retail pharmacy that I work in and manage, this is my life. So it wasn't until like I graduated pharmacy school that I was really, really starting to get an itch to learn something different, to see what what else is out there. I really relied heavily on your network. So your network, the people that you know, the people that you work with, those are people that potentially will be your contacts and your advocates moving forward in life. So it's very important to have a good network. So I did have, you know, networks through, through my networking, I had met another pharmacist that was in IT. So he had provided me a lot of insight and information on what it is, how should I get there, some, some tips and guidance. So finding, building out your network, really talking to people, asking questions, that's always a good start to even to kind of make that decision that to see if this is something that you do want to do. And then secondly, once you have decided, kind of get a feel for this is something that I potentially am interested in and potentially could be good at. From there, really trying to make yourself more marketable by going out online, taking courses in technology courses or whatever it is that your interest is in. Those are actionable things that you can actually do to prove that, hey, I say that I'm interested in technology and here's something that I've done. Cool, cool. So, you know, for your um your experience over in the clinical application side, I was also wondering, like, I noticed that you had a project management, a PMP. And did you get that, like, during your time as a uh, in farm CIT? Or was that after for your consulting? That was actually in consulting. So, I mean, I had done a lot of project management through my prior role. So I went ahead and while I was doing consulting, went out and studied for the PMP, got the PMP certification. But yeah, so that was something that came through the consulting consulting experience. But I mean, really anybody can that has project management experience, even if it's a small project, even if they weren't the official project manager on the project, they can always go out and try to get this certification. It's uh, pretty open to everybody. Okay, okay. So if, you know, looking back at it now, do you think like that the PMP would have been very beneficial for the pharmacy like application side? Oh, definitely. I think just having a PMP, like having a PMP framework was very, very valuable learning experience for me. So I had always, you know, had assumptions of how projects should be run or, you know, well, I don't think that they should have done this as a project manager or X, Y, and Z. But until you actually get the formal training and the framework um, of how things could be done as quote-unquote best practice, um, I think that was a very valuable learning experience. Oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, going back into your day-to-day kind of like during your pharmacy application days, so did you have like a very like 
consistent day to day or is it kind of like as the institution needed? And I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be leaning on the second, the, the latter, but <laughs> you know, cause that's kind of most what most people say. But yeah, like right. I'm wondering like how yours was. Yeah. On the application, the clinical application side, it was definitely, I think the only consistency is how inconsistent your day is. Cause you can go from, you know, thinking that you have nothing scheduled for your day that day to having, you know, fires pop up left and right, systems are down or things aren't talking to each other. And then every everything that you had planned to work on that day is then put uh, on the back burner for, you know, fire resolution. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I really know what you mean. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I thought you I thought you might. I was also wondering too, like, um, so some of the listeners uh, actually just don't have a background or know what a, a person that does pharmacy IT work or pharmacy informatics work does. Can you kind of just give some examples of what, I guess, some of the fires you had to put out? Uh, yeah, this was a couple of years ago. We had an upgrade through our EMR system. So one of the issues that arose, so let me just back up a little bit. So when we do these EMR upgrades, it's an entire integrated team that has to do testing, that has multiple phases in testing and so on and so forth. So it's a very large and high effort initiative to do a system upgrade for even just an EMR upgrade. So we had actually a more significant upgrade. We had the testers involved. It was an interdisciplinary team of testers. And so everything had passed in our initial testing phase. Um, and then we had rolled out the upgrade after months of, of preparation into our production, our production domain. Well, <laughs> what had happened was after that, we started receiving call after call after call after call from our pharmacy users saying that the pharmacy system was slow. And initially, you know, being an IT, you think, well, is it really that slow or is it just the initial the initial resistance to change that your users typically, a lot, a lot of the time your users will push back on just because it's new, you know, everybody, nobody likes change. So after some investigation, we didn't really, really didn't take a whole lot because it was pretty much the entire system, the entire pharmacy system had these issues with slowness. So that, I think it would last in about, about three weeks, three weeks of just slowness to the point where a lot of users were actually reverting to paper or putting their automated cabinets on override. It was just not workable for them. Wow. So that was one of the fires. <laughs> one of, one example of one of the fires where it was all hands on deck. We had to figure out, we were on calls with the vendor trying to figure out what was the issue. So yeah, just for, for an example. Wow. Actually, that, uh... <laughs> That's uh, not too far from what I experienced a few years ago. So, yeah, actually, at my previous place, we had a very similar slowness issue after an upgrade. I think what happened, too, was we did have our stations on override. And I think what was discovered was there was not enough servers running to to uh, process. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that was actually our fix. So we had, I think it was a, an, it was obviously an upgrade issue, but we could, the vendor could never tell us, well, this is what the cause is and this is the fix. So what we ended up having to do was also, you know, building, basically building two or three new servers specifically for our pharmacy users, which seemed to help, but we could never figure out why exactly was the cause of it. 
Okay, I guess that's uh, that kind of makes me feel better. At the same time, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, um, makes me feel better to know that you know I'm, I wasn't the only, the only person experienced that. But then at the same time, it's kind of like well, if more people are experiencing this, I think a resolution should have been identified. You know, so oh, absolutely. I mean, I think with a lot of CMR vendors, you know, you hear that a lot. Like, well, this, the system should work this way, but it doesn't. You know, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's just so complicated. Like, all the EMR systems are so massive, and there's so many different parts, it's hard to pinpoint things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that also, to a certain extent, speaks to, like, healthcare is, is somewhat like that. It's all just gotten to this point of it's a, it's a massive beast, and it's complicated and complex, and, like, not one person typically understands the entire end, end from my experience. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of talking about that, jumping on that discussion point in your consulting role, what what are you doing in your consulting role today? Yeah, great question. So we have a pretty wide range of uh, projects that we'll work on. For example, I mean, it'll, it'll be from very technical projects. We're writing reports for an organization, 340B, foot billing software, or very technical projects. We also have more I would say high-level strategic investigative project. For example, the last one, we had actually a retail pharmacy feasibility study. Uh, we were brought in by a hospital who was investigating the, the possibility of having a hospital-run retail pharmacy. So we helped with that. We looked at their data. We looked at surrounding areas with the competition. Where are they sending their prescriptions? What would be the strategy for this organization if they were to go into retail pharmacy? So... We work on, in consulting, we work on quite a wide range of different questions and issues and, and projects. Oh, that's really cool. So you actually get to use some of your experience from the pharmacy applications and this role, right? Oh, yeah. So that last example, I mean, I, I leveraged experience from my retail days to my informaticist days to all of the experience that I've gained thus far. It's every experience in your life kind of adds on to the future, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, you know, and one of the things I always like am curious, I'm more like a risk averse person. So I don't feel like I would be ever ready to jump into a consulting role. And I'm curious for like for you, what kind of inspired you to make that jump into consulting? Like when did you kind of know that that's where you wanted to be, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think I am definitely with you. I'm, I am risk averse. I don't like risk. If there's any way that I can mitigate it, I will. <laughs> but I think sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith um, to really, I mean, you have to experience something to know if you like it or not. So the only way for you to know if you want or like or want to do consulting is to actually do it. So for me, it was just, I mean, I was on the hospital side for four years and it had always been an idea that I kicked around in my head. Like, you know, I, I kind of want to try check this out, but I don't want to travel, but so what is it? So really, it just kind of boiled down to eventually just taking a leap of faith and uh, going for it. And I mean, I haven't looked back since. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, the comment you made about travel was like uh, one of the things that's also drawing me back from it, too. That's a pretty good way to look at it. Like just thinking about it in a way where I guess if you if you never experience it for yourself, then how would you know if you ever like it? That's a good point. Exactly. And exactly. And, and I think it's to each their own, you know, you know what I mean? It's not going to be for everybody, but you got to do what, what what you love. You got to do what makes you excited to get up in the morning. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why I'm in <laughs> in my current role today because I really like the pharmacy, IT, and informatics side. So it's kind of interesting too because I think I have not spoken with any person in pharmacy, informatics, and IT that has stated that they don't like their job. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I think all of us really like our jobs. Yeah, it's, I mean it's very interesting and it's something that we never really really learned in school, but it's just. No day is the same, and that's one of the things that I really love about being in IT. It's just there's not one day that's the same. You you just don't get bored. It's not possible. There's too much work. There's too many things that need to be done. You never get bored. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's so many. <laughs> I agree. There's so many things to be done. I mean, my my queue list is just ongoing. Like every time I finish one, two more come in. You know. So. Exactly, and everything needs to be done like yesterday. Yeah, thanks for sharing about like what you you do at your consulting services. And uh, going back to, I guess, advice for individuals interested, I know you kind of touched upon like the networking piece for pharmacists. I also get a lot of students uh, who ask about how can they position themselves in a way that they can get into the space of healthcare IT or pharmacy uh, informatics. And, you know, you have a pretty unique kind of journey where you went from the retail side over to, you know, clinical applications and then now in consulting. So based on, you know, all those experiences, what can you tell students that may help them with uh, trying to position themselves to get into these roles? Another great question. That's a really good question. How I'm going to answer it is basically what I wish somebody would have told me when I was a pharmacy student. Um, And it's basically that you really have to be bold. You don't you have to basically forge your own path. You have to full, first and foremost figure out what path you want so that you can set yourself up on a, a pathway to that end goal. So, I mean, if you don't know what direction you want to go, then you're never going to get anywhere, right? So first and foremost, learn about yourself, learn about what you're good at, learn about what, what you like to do, and then set yourself up in a way to be ready to jump on an opportunity when it presents itself. I mean, it's definitely not going to be always easy. I think getting into pharmacy technology, I mean, you have to, it's, it's an equal mix of luck and skill, right? So when you're, if you see a job opening, don't be afraid of applying for it, even if you don't meet the requirements. Because if you have done the steps, like, for example, you know, branching out, talking to other people in the industry, going online and taking courses in your desired area of interest, that's all things that you can talk through during the interview process that will really show and highlight, hey, I am really interested in doing this, and here's what I've done to date. That would be probably what I say, what I would tell myself as a pharmacy student. Don't be afraid. Go do it and just jump. Make the leap. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that advice. That's really good advice. And, uh, you know, if people had additional questions, I guess, that they wanted to directly reach out to you, what's the best way that they can contact you at? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I'm always open um, to any messages or any questions that come through on LinkedIn. So that would probably be the best place to start. Message me on LinkedIn with, with your questions and I'll absolutely respond. Awesome. Thank you. And I'll be putting a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes for anyone who's interested in reaching out. And to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. <laughs> no, I had a great time. So thank you so much for having me, Johnny. It was great. All 
right. If you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal.